to Freshly Forever, a podcast that gives you fascinating insights week after week. Here's your host, Vai Kumar. Hey folks, welcome to another episode on podcast Freshly Forever. Today I have the pleasure of talking to Kelly Taylor, who is the founder and CEO of Taylor Street Designs. And she created that company to enable brand building and help other women build their businesses. And she also wanted to teach them to maintain and grow those businesses with a strong and amazing brand. In addition to being this digital media expert, Kelly also mentors and nurtures young talent. That's why we are here today to talk about summer break opportunities for teens, the role of parents and society in nurturing their passion. Hey, Kelly, how are you today? Welcome to Podcast Freshly Forever. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Oh, it's always a joy seeing you. And uh, I just thought there's no better person to talk about summer break opportunities for teens and the role of us parents and society in nurturing them. Uh, because you have a teenage entrepreneur in your household. And, you know, we have seen several in our area, you know, like uh, definitely um, coming up with their passion area and doing really well too. So why do you think it's important that we take up this topic as a discussion aspect, if we can start there? Yeah, no, that's so great. And and I am super excited to be here and talk about this topic because it, as you mentioned, I have, I actually have two entrepreneurial teenagers in my house and, um, and being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur myself, I, I'm clearly very passionate about this topic. Mm-hmm. As parents, I think parents of teenagers and young adults, I feel like at this point in our lives, we've done a great job at learning how to parent our kids. Most of us have figured that out uh-huh. by the time we're 16, 17, 18 years old. But what I found a few years ago is that what I didn't know and have struggled a little bit with is how do I parent my teenager or young adult? Because it's very different than how you parent your kids, uh-huh. right? And, and making that shift and that break of sort of, I will def- I am a self-identified helicopter mom. I admit it. I have always been and definitely am one of those um, of really trying to help. And I say that in quotes, um, mm-hmm. my kids with anything and everything that they want to do. And as they've gotten older and more independent, I've learned that a lot of times my quote unquote help is not helpful at all um, because they want to learn and do things themselves in their own way. It's important for us to know that the way we used to do things with our kids is actually changing and needs to be a little bit different but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we still can't be amazing parents and still can't actually legitimately help our teenage and young adult kids. Um, but it's just in a different way. And I didn't learn it until I started talking to some of my friends who had kids that were a little bit older um, than me and just hearing their stories and hearing what they've experienced. Just like we do when our kids are little, we talk to our friends, we read the books, we learn how Mm-hmm. parent our kids when they're little, it's important to have these conversations now with our young adult kids and talk about how we can help and, and parent them better in this next stage that they are, are, are becoming. 
I think, yeah, you talked about helicopter parents, <laughs> you know, I think we all have been in some, at some stage or the other, mm-hmm. and in some way or the other. So I think, you know, it's definitely worth um, uh, talking about this and see how better we can do as far as helping them the right way, but then, you know, still stay that distance apart and let them be what they want to be, right? Right. So how then do we identify these entrepreneurial teens? What are some factors or questions you would ask in this process of even determining whether they are like going that route? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, um, you know, it's interesting because you can have whether you're a teenager, a young adult, an adult, an older person, you know, we all have passions and we all have things that we love doing. Um, I think what determines if that passion can grow into an entrepreneurial situation, or Mm -hmm. if you have a young adult or teenager who is an entrepreneur, um, there are some key factors I think that will determine that because it's, it's one thing to have a passion and just love to do something, but it's a whole nother thing to turn it into a business and do all the work that involves turning something into a business. So mm-hmm. a couple things that, that I sort of look at and I've seen in, in my kids, I've seen in um, other teenagers that I work with and know who are killing it in their mm-hmm. business. Um, first and foremost is, is what I call grit. And I actually, um, heard this definition from Dr. Janine Janot, who I know has been on your podcast and she's, um, she's the parent guru and she is definitely one of my go-to as far as advice and learning how to parent young adults. Um, but she defines grit. She is phenomenal. She's amazing. I know. I love her. Um, and I heard her define grit one time as passion plus effort. Um, Mm -hmm. and, that I think is is the perfect combination because if you if you're passionate about something and you just like doing it, but you're not willing to put in the effort that it takes to grow it or make it something big, whatever that thing is, um, then you're probably not an entrepreneur. You're probably just super passionate or talented or you really like something. But if you have that mm-hmm. passion and you are willing to put in the effort that it takes day in and day out, you definitely could be an entrepreneur. Um, I also think that there's there's a bit of obsession that is sort of required to be an entrepreneur. You really need to be obsessed with this idea or this thing or this product or this service or this whatever it is that you have come up with that you want to put out into the world. You really need to think about it and almost obsess about it all the time. So if you have, mm-hmm. if you see your teenager, you know thinking about something and talking about it in all different kinds of ways, Um, you know, researching it, talking to friends about it, you overhear them on the phone, you see them, you know, looking at online at at things that are relevant to this idea that they have, they might be a little obsessed and that's a good thing. Like you want them to be that way. And some, and it's almost like, you know, day in and day out, that's kind of like what they are into at that point in time, right? Yes, exactly. Um, there's, you know, motivation, like this thing that they are sort of obsessed with it, that is what's going to motivate them to keep going when it gets frustrating and hard and boring. And, you know, they're doing all the things that aren't the exciting parts of of running a business. Um, but they stay motivated. Um, 
joy and enthusiasm, I think are two other ones. Like they genuinely feel joy from this idea or this thing that they, that they are doing and they're enthusiastic about it without our input or you know, uh-huh. without any external factors telling them they need to be excited about it. They just genuinely are. Um, and they're interested in it. So I think if, if those, if your teenager has all of those aspects when they're, and you can see it, you see it in their eyes, you see it when they talk to you about their idea, it, they light up from inside. Um, even if it's just right now in the baby infancy stages of just this random idea they had, but they are obsessively talking about it and they're lighting up when they talk about it, then, you know, that kind of, that's what being an entrepreneur looks like. Um, so, you know, that, those are, it looks and feels different with everyone because every single person is different, but those are some key elements that if you're seeing your teenager have those things about them when they are talking about an idea that they have, then, uh-huh. then you might want to encourage it and, and, and think to yourself, okay, they might be an entrepreneur and this could be really scary, but this is a good thing. And I'm going to listen and sit back and watch this happen. And, um, you know, get ready because it's, it's definitely an adventure. <laughs> uh-huh. So you said scary. It could be scary. So could it be scary? Could it be intriguing? You know, you just still go with the flow, kind of try to encourage them. And because mm-hmm. you, you kind of see that, oh, it seems like, okay, this is what it seems to look like. You know, they seem to exhibit that joy, that enthusiasm, and then... I also see that motivation and obsession. Is it normal for parents to feel, oh, this seems somewhat intriguing, you know, is it, it, it's also kind of scary to me, but I don't know how this is going to shape up. Yeah. But then you're saying just go with the flow at that point. Yes. I mean, I, so here's when I talk to parents about this, um, you know, I think that once you identify as a parent, okay, my kid, they have an idea. And and Mm -hmm. it it can be some crazy idea that you literally have nothing, you know, nothing about, or it could be an idea that you're like, oh yeah, no, I definitely see how they have come to this idea and figured this out and created this product or want to do this, go this route with the business. Um, It can either make total sense to you or it can absolutely be completely foreign to you. Either way, as parents, there are some definite things that we need to do and that we should absolutely not do to help mm-hmm. our kids in, in this. Um, I think that one thing that we definitely need to do is ask questions. Um, and when I say ask questions, like when they start talking to you, put your phone down, focus on what they're talking about, let them talk, and then genuinely ask follow-up questions that you're genuinely interested in and that you really want to know. And that sort of is two things. One, it helps them to think through some of these processes and some of these things by answering uh-huh. questions that they may not have thought through. Two, it builds their confidence because if you ask a question that you don't know about, but they know the answer to, and they can explain it to you, they're going to feel really great about themselves. And they're going to feel really confident that oh my gosh, I just taught my mom something about this thing that I love and I'm passionate about. And that's really fantastic. And then three, it's really going to genuinely show them that you are interested 
in them as a person, as someone with ideas, as someone who, you know, you as a mom or dad really respects. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a level that sometimes as parents, we forget to talk to and treat our, our young adult kids, our teenage kids at that level. Because in, you know, I know for me, in my mind, my son is 18. He's about to go to college. I literally texted him today something. And I was like, I said something in the text and I was like, you know, said like three-year-old Alex would say, because in my mind, he's still three, not 18. Cause we all uh-huh. have kids as little, right? But I think when you engage your kids who are on your teenagers who are entrepreneurs and you gauge them in discussions about their business, it really reflects back to them that, oh, my mom or my dad really respects me and they really value my thoughts and my thinking and they they are really interested. And so I think asking questions is one of the most valuable things you can do and valuable ways you can help your teenager in starting, in building, and in growing their business, whatever that looks like. Um, And it kind of almost like sends a signal to them that, okay, one, yes, I'm able to answer my parents' question. mm -hmm. And two, okay, oh, it all seems like I'm making sense. You know, when somebody lends a patient lending ear to whatever thought or um, idea that they are trying to propose, you know, the minute you receive it well, and it's a good reminder you had there to put the phone down and to, you know, like listen with all the intent that you can. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, it really, you know, helps build their confidence. So you really covered it nicely there, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And why is it so great for teens to go off of their intuition coupled with all these determining factors? Why do you think they really need to go after whatever they feel they need to do? I I love teenagers who are entrepreneurs because I didn't become an entrepreneur until I was in my 40s, late 30s. Mm-hmm. I was full on an adult before I was bold enough and brave enough and figured out like that's what I want to do, right? Um Mm-hmm. I love when teenagers and young adults figure it out early, um, especially teenagers who are either still in high school or maybe in college. But I love it when high schoolers are because this is the perfect time for them to go off and try their ideas without having risk involved, right? Because they don't have mm-hmm. responsibilities of family, of bills, of all these things that they have to pay for. So they, the pressure of having to make money in their business, which I don't care if they're 15 or 55, if you're an entrepreneur, the entire goal of and reason to be an entrepreneur is to make money. And I know that mm-hmm. feels a little taboo and um, a lot of people don't like to talk about it because they're like, oh, you know, you should talk about money and especially women and young girls. And that's a whole nother topic. But the whole purpose of being an entrepreneur and having a business is to make money. And so, and I guess you're saying, yeah, it's the reward factor and which can also be the driving uh, force for them to achieve more. Correct. And uh, so it's not wrong to say, okay, entrepreneur, you know, like they need to make money is not something wrong. It's, it's a reward. And that makes you feel good about what you do. And you really nicely pointed it out there that, it's a great time for them to try it out because I guess 
it doesn't hurt to fail at this stage exactly. like you pointed out yeah. uh-huh exactly and there really is at this stage i mean really at any stage but especially at this stage there's no failing it's i call it pivoting right like you can have an idea and you can try it and then you can figure out wait that idea doesn't work so mm-hmm. i'm going to switch it or pivot it or do something different and it could be something completely different but that doesn't mean that first idea is a failure. Like when I started, I started off um wanting to um design stationery. I was going to design stationery. And then it switched into party planning. And then it switched into photography, and now I'm a web designer, right? And so completely different, still in the creative space, but I don't look at my past three entrepreneurial experiences as failures. I look at it mm-hmm. they were pivots to get me to where I am today. And this is they they totally um directed the path of where I am today and this is where I really want to be who knows where I'll be 10 years from now mm-hmm. um, but for teenagers like being able to have the freedom to try something and then either deciding they need to pivot deciding okay that didn't work out for whatever reason I'm going to change it being able to do that without the pressure of okay I really can't change because I need to make this one work because i have to pay bills and i've got all these responsibilities. They don't have that right now. So this is a really great time for them to try things. Those things not work out, learn new things, try different things and really absorb everything mm-hmm. they need to about being an entrepreneur, about business life, about work ethic, you know, in it it all the things that they're going to try and do for their business right now are things that are really going to benefit them into adulthood and make them really amazing adults and it also opens this realm of possibilities the plethora of possibilities that exist yeah. um and that's i guess you know you nicely pointed out you know then they can pivot so if one doesn't work then they also are able to go out there and figure that okay maybe you know this is another option for me because now i see this other dimension that exists mm-hmm. and you know i can just possibly you know like make it better doing it this way right exactly and i think another thing sort of going back to as parents how we can help our kids in that in that space right is when we ask our our kids questions about their passion and their business and the thing that they're doing and putting out to the world um ask a lot of questions but don't by any means offer advice unless they mm-hmm. ask you for it. Do not offer up your advice even if they are doing something that is in the realm of your career and you've been doing your entire life and you are the absolute expert of the world in that thing. Keep your mouth shut. Don't say anything unless they ask you for your advice. Mm-hmm. That is because you need them to be able to figure it out themselves and if if they know that you have knowledge in the space that they're starting a business in they're going to come to you when they need when they need you um but how you can support your kids in this and their efforts is again they businesses need to make money they mm-hmm. need some money to start things up right so you can support them if you are if you can support them financially help them you know start their business if if 
if they need some startup money or if they need to buy materials for a prototype or if they need to, you know, need a little bit of money at first to get started with a website or whatever it is. Like if, if uh-huh. you can support them financially, um, if they ask and have questions and need your advice um, about their business because they know that you are in that space, then absolutely share what you know, but only with their permission, only if they ask you. Um, uh-huh. And then encourage them and listen and praise and support, right? So those are the four things as parents, encourage, listen, praise, and support. Um, that That's what we do for our kids in their entrepreneurial endeavors. And what that allows them to do is have the confidence to do what they need to do to learn and start their business, grow their businesses, pivot as as needed, um, Mm -hmm. and, and really just test and try things out. And again, being a teenager, this is the perfect time to do that because there's low risk in it. Um, you know, absolutely. And you said, um, yeah, I mean, support them financially, mm-hmm. um, but then render advice only if they ask you for it, right? Yes. So are you able to tell clearly at this point as a parent whether someone is a can-be entrepreneur or should-be entrepreneur? Yes, yes. And so here's... Here's the thing between my two kids. So my son, he was born with an entrepreneurial spirit. Like he just, he, but only in in a certain, he wants to be a film director. He is a film director. And so he Mm -hmm. has had a passion for that since he was 11. He started his production company when he was 15. Um, You know, it's very much one direction. Like that is, that's his passion. That's his obsession. He is not moved mm-hmm. from that. He is super motivated. There's not been a moment since he was 15 that he hasn't gone, you know, full boat straight into his passions and, and doing that. My daughter, she could be an amazing entrepreneur. She should be because she has the talent. She has, you know, some experience in it. She clearly has all the support she needs in this family to do it. But she may not want to be. Right now, she wants to be an engineer. And uh-huh. so here's the other thing you have to be careful with. And, and there, there was a time when she was really young. She actually had this idea of this product that she wanted to make. And it was an incredible idea. Um, she designed and made a prototype and created something. She had a really a big heart for homeless people. And she created this thing that she wanted to give to homeless people to help them. And it was, it was an amazing, phenomenal idea. My husband and I, and our son jumped on in and we were like, that's so great. You should do this, 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 you should, you know, you should market it so that if people buy one, then one gets donated to a homeless person. You can make a lot of money with it because we jumped in with our advice, quote unquote, and our thoughts and our suggestions that killed the idea out of her. She was like, nope, that's Mm -hmm. nope. She's like, I didn't want to do it. As a business, I didn't want to make money from it. I wanted to do it to help somebody. And that's the only reason I wanted to do that. So in that sense, sometimes your kids have ideas because they want to do something good for the world. And that is amazing. 
But that doesn't mean they need to be an entrepreneur to do that, right? They can help mm-hmm. volunteer at charities. They can create something to, you know, give away to help someone in the community. Um, but they don't necessarily need to or should be an entrepreneur in that case. And not everybody needs to be. It doesn't mean that you don't have a passion. It doesn't mean that you don't have the talent and you're not going to create or make or put something out to the world that makes this world a better place, which hopefully entrepreneurs do that too, but your team might just want to do that without being an entrepreneur. So sometimes there's a fine line between it. Oh, sure. But I think that even if your teenager could or should be an entrepreneur, if they don't want to, if that's not their passion to do that, then definitely do not force it. Don't, don't tell them they need to. And so my daughter, this was back in middle school when she had this idea and I felt so guilty for years because I felt like we killed that out of her spirit by Uh jumping in, trying to help. And then she got into high school and she kind of fell into another thing and she started another design business that she loved. And I learned from my past mistake and I stayed out of it until she asked me questions and I asked her questions about it and I encouraged her and I I asked to see all of her designs because I thought they were beautiful and lovely. And I hired her to make me some things and paid for some of her products and supported her financially. But I have stayed completely out of it. And she's starting to come around and be like, well, I might actually really like this. We're waiting to see where that goes, but I'm not pressuring or pushing that at all. Okay. And we, we have talked so much about parental support and you have nicely pointed out, you know, how best it is for some to stay away, you know, in certain yeah. situations and then, you know, like, and then, or give your two cents worth when, you know, it's time to chip in or when they ask for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, right. or rather I should say only when they ask for it. Yes, exactly. Because that's the emphasis here. Yeah. Uh, but how then Kelly, do you kind of, say like in your daughter's situation and the first time around, Mm -hmm. um, how do you really understand whether their dream sometimes, you know, like scares them or whether they scares them, it scares them a little or whether they get scared a lot about this dream that they have, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't know how they would execute it. But then, you know, like, how do you figure if, you know, that's what is kind of stopping them. Yeah. Well, and I, I, so I think that can come out in the questions you ask them, right? So you can ask, Hey, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about like the next steps that you're going to be taking in this business? Uh So, so listening to their answers on how they feel about something and and then just, if they come to you and say, and answering those questions, if they're like, I am really scared about this, but I, I know I can do it. That's when you encourage them and you're like, yeah, no, anything worth having or worth doing should absolutely scare you a little bit or a lot, because if it doesn't, mm-hmm. then you might not be doing the right thing, right? You're not pushing yourself. You're not, you're not really challenging yourself in the ways that you should be challenged because every good thing I think brings a little bit of, of fear with it, right? And excitement. My my daughter, when she was little, she coined the phrase nerve sighted. She was like, I'm nervous and I'm excited all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, anything new 
makes you nervous and excited. Anything worth doing makes you nervous and excited. And so that's that point where I think with our kids in starting a business or having an idea even of something they want to put out into the world, but having no clue where to start or how to do it should scare them a little bit, but Mm -hmm. it shouldn't scare them enough to not do it. And so that's where we as parents, when we ask the questions that we really have to listen, right? Because sometimes they'll just say, no, no, I got this. I got it. So we need to keep asking questions and really listen to those answers. And then instead of offering advice, you can ask them questions. Like if they're like, yeah, I want to do this thing, but I don't even know how to get started. You can say, well, have you gone to Google? Have you researched, you know, where to find the materials or how to, how to mm-hmm. do this thing and, and not say, well, you need to go to Google, go to this website, research this. Don't give them all those answers. Even if, again, you're the expert in it and you know, you know the answers and trust me, mom and dad, it's going to kill you to your core, not to be able to build this roadmap for them, especially if you built a business in the same sort of sense it will kill you to your core, but you need to not do it. But but you can you can help direct a little bit by asking questions and say, well, have you researched this? Have you done that? And then leave it at that and let them go do that, right? And this can be an iterative process, right? It can mm-hmm. happen over happen over several iterations, like them coming to you. Yep. Uh, because all those questions you're not probably going to be able to ask them you know, in one sitting, oh yeah, because exactly. then it's probably going to, you know, you're go- going to probably become a nag on them yes. and, you know, they're not going to appreciate that either. Right. Right. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. So the questions you ask more need to be out of pure interest. And then if an answer to one of the questions starts to get into that emotional realm where you start to really sense, okay, they're scared, they're not sure, they're unsure, they don't know what to do. Then you start to sort of can ask questions like, well, have you thought about, have you done any research on, on this? And, you know, or, or have you talked to your friends about this idea and and get their thoughts on it? Right. Like, again, Mm -hmm. it's just giving them the little bit of idea of getting them out of their, the place that they're stuck in, in their head, that's causing that fear and causing them to be stuck And if you've supported them in a way that makes them feel confident, respected, and supported as an adult, then they're going to keep coming back to you because they're going to, they're going to value your, your advice. You can, I mean, think about it as adults, if we need business advice or advice on anything that is adult like, right. And we go to someone Uh and we ask their advice or we're telling them something and they give us feedback in a way that doesn't make us feel good or makes us feel threatened or makes us feel bad or pressured, we're not going to go back to that person for more. Oh, sure not. But if we ask an adult, a friend of whatever, and we're like, and they give us feedback that makes us feel good about ourselves and makes us feel confident in our direction and our decisions, we're going to, they're going to be a trusted person and we're going to keep going back to them. So as our kids are teenagers and young adults who are entrepreneurs, we need to treat them like we would another business partner, another adult in the business world and really treat them with that respect. And they're going to feel that and see that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Leads me to this question. You said they can probably bounce their ideas off of their friends too. Mm -hmm. What about 
and I agree, parents, you know, like when we sense any, um, even a wee bit of uh, hesitancy, if you will, mm-hmm. or getting to that zone where they become sort of emotional, maybe it just helps to give them some confidence. But at the same time, you know, if if it seems like, you know, we are probably better off having that conversation on a different day or time, mm-hmm. then maybe just put it off until then, right? But yeah. just in the interim, give them that confidence and help them overcome whatever that fear or whatever is stopping them from even sharing more with you, mm-hmm. Um you know, and it could even be some of our answers that may have made them, you know, pivot or want them to pivot in a different direction, but then they are still, they haven't figured it out. So for them to feel confident to even share it with a parent, Mm -hmm. I think they may need more time and it may make more sense to give them that. But what about uh, skepticism at the peer level and whatever society is going to throw at them? Mm -hmm. How can we help them handle that part, Kelly? So that is such such a good question because obviously as an entrepreneur and a business owner, even a creative or an idea maker, right? When you put something out into the world that you have created or made and you feel very passionate about and it's very personal to you, you are going to get people who treat you badly or say bad things or, or make you feel bad about it. Right. You're going to get the haters. Um, mm-hmm. And I think what's interesting is that I kind of feel like our teenagers today have a much better handle on and way of dealing with the haters than we actually do. Because unfortunately with social media, they've experienced it a lot younger and a lot more than we ever did as teenagers growing. You know, we, experienced it through our friends and peers, either over a landline phone or in class or in person, right? Those were the Uh ways we could get that negative feedback. And unfortunately, our kids can get it a million different ways every minute of every day. And so I think they're actually probably more attuned to it and, and at this point better at handling it. But from a business perspective, I think if they if they do get it and they do confide in you about it, I think the the best thing is just to reinforce. Look, haters are going to hate, and you know it's it's not about you; it's about them. I mean, all the things that we as parents know and we say, right? And really, just trying to remind them that this idea that they have that they're putting out into the world is really good, and mm-hmm. it's going to help the world in X Y Z fashion. And it's brave of them to do it. And they, you know, don't listen to the people that are telling them not to do it or that they're doing it wrong or that they should do it these other ways or that whatever the reason is and that they really need to trust themselves and trust their gut and do it the way they want to do it. Reach out to Mm -hmm. people that they trust for advice but ultimately they need to do it their way and their way may not succeed. It might not be the right way ultimately for them in the end, but they still have done it their way and they've decided to pivot and change if they just, if they decide that. But as parents, we also have to know that, you know what, it's going to happen. And for parents who are entrepreneurs or who've run businesses or been in that world, you know, we all know that that happens and you got to, 
toughen up your skin and keep moving on. And while it's hard to see our kids go through that, they're going to have to go through that too, right? And they're going to have to learn how to manage and deal with it on their own because pretty soon they're going to be out in the real world and they're not going to have us there to buffer. So it's terrible advice because it's really non-advice that I'm giving you just to say, you know what, you have to let them go through it. Mm -hmm. But as teenagers and soon to be young adults, they're going to have to learn how to manage through that in life and in business. Back in a moment with our guest on Fresh Leaf Forever. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, embracing that vulnerability and for them to, you know, just say that okay yes and talk openly about it and yeah and then figure their way out i think you know that definitely helps mm-hmm. and what about someone that has a great idea there may be teenagers there may be even parents who do not know how best they can guide their child right mm-hmm. so someone has a great idea they mm-hmm. want to pursue it uh, what should be the first steps or next steps that they can take. So those individuals that uh, need resources to go after, I know we, we touched upon a little earlier, but what would those be? So I would say if you have an idea, if you're a teenager and you have an idea of something and you're right at that stage, you're like, Oh my gosh, I just thought of this great thing that can solve this problem for these people. Mm -hmm. Now what? Right. Go to Google, literally Google, Mm -hmm. Google the thing, Google the idea, Google everything about it. Do your research about this idea that you have to see if it is something that can solve a problem for a big group of people, a small group of people, see who it works for, right? Google and find out um, what it would take to make the thing or launch the service or whatever it is, right? Whether it's a mm-hmm. book, whether it's creating a, you know, a, a inventing a product, whether it's, you know, whatever the thing is, start with your research to see, okay, A, is something like this out there already? And if mm-hmm. it is, then think, okay, well, how can mine be different? How can I differentiate my thing, right? How can I make a clearly, so as a web designer, there are millions of web designers out there. I'm not unique in that sense at all. So when I did that, I was like, well, how am I going to be different? Well, I niched it down and I was like, I'm going to do design websites for women entrepreneurs because that's my passion. Mm-hmm. That's who I really like to work with. And I like to, I want to help women launch their businesses online. And so, so you really kind of focus in on who you're helping with your thing how your thing is going to help them. And is that thing out there already? If it is, how can you differentiate it? If it isn't, then you take the next steps of, oh, okay, how do I make my thing or get it out there? And actually, I'm going to ask you this question. How important is journaling in this phase? You know, does it even precede your step of wanting to Google something and figure out whether it exists or, you know, you just, um, because one has to just write down or physically put their ideas down Mm -hmm. 
at some stage, correct? Yes. For them to even have a layout. Oh, yeah. To go after. You're definitely going to need a business plan at some point. So, you know, and sooner rather than later. So you can even Google business plan templates if you want to start there, right? So like you just look up, there's free business plan templates, print one out, download one, and that can walk you through the different elements if you truly don't know where to start, right? So if, if you're at the, if you're like, I have this idea, I know it's going to be great. Now what? Start with a business plan because that will walk you through, you know, financials, um, legal elements, sourcing products, like manufacturing. I'm literally making up all this because not all those elements are needed for every business, but start with a business plan. And and that, to your point of writing these ideas down. So, I mean, I, I have notebook after notebook of just brainstorms and ideas and things like that. So, which is not a business plan and nothing formal. So, Mm-hmm. It works for you to jot ideas down, write ideas down, brainstorm. You're going to need to come up with a business name. So that might be days and days and pages and pages of just creatively thinking of business names and writing them down and Googling, is that name taken and looking at domain names. And, you know, so there's a billion and one aspects to, to running and starting a business, which is why your big why, your W-H-Y, why needs to be solid, right? So you need to have the motivation and the passion and the grit Mm -hmm. um, to be able to do this because you might be creative and love to design websites like me, but you have no idea how to manage a spreadsheet and your financials and, you know, all the other elements that are non-creative that require running a business. So there's a million things you're going to have to do. And if your why of why you're doing this business isn't strong enough and your motivation to keep your motivation going and your passion and your grit and your work effort isn't there, then you're not going to go very far. You're not going to get very far because there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen in the beginning before you launch out into the world. And you can. Okay. So what about uh, books, webinars, and courses? Aside from Google, you know, what other resources can possibly someone go after? So, you know, it, it really, there's so much out there. It really depends on the type of business you want to do, right? So if you are a service-based business, then you're going to want to, again, going back to Google, you're going to want to Google you know, free webinars for service-based businesses or for website designers or how to get started as a, you know, as an X, Y, or Z entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Um, How do I, you know, how do I contact manufacturers, you know, in China to make my prototype? There are hundreds of free webinars on any given topic, right? So it's, there's not one resource for an entrepreneur. Now you can go to the small business association, sba.gov and they have just pages and pages of resources for different Mm -hmm. topics. Um, There's, you know um, there's a book called entrepreneuring that you can get off of Amazon um, that sort of helps you with those main basic things that you need to start a business. So business plan, um, you know, talking to an accountant about an LLC, 
getting a domain, like it sort of walks you through some of the general aspects of starting a business. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on where you are in the process and what you need help with. Um, But you can do it for free. So you can get to a certain point where you don't have to spend any money. You can get pretty far into it, but then at some point you are going to have to spend some money, right? You're going to need to mm-hmm. spend some money. So, so that's another big aspect, especially as a teenager. It's like, okay, well, how am I going to, how am I going to get the money that I need to set up my website or, you know, create, get my business license, right? Which is like $50 a year that you have to, as a business, you have to pay. How am I going to get that money? So then you think, well, do I want to do a Kickstarter? My son did two Kickstarters to fund his films um, and raised all the money he needed for his production. Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to ask my parents, you know, to help fund, you know, come in on the ground floor and help fund my business? Am I going to ask my grandparents? Am I going to get investors um, in the business? Like these are all the things that you need to think about. And again, you want to say, how do I start in this business based on the idea you have and really do your research. And, um, but you can do all of that for free. Like there are so many resources and websites, webinars that you can go to for free to get the information you need and really do your due diligence to, um, make sure you're, you're following guidance from people who know what they're talking about and who have Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And now that we've talked about um, all of this entrepreneurial talent among tweens, teens, Mm -hmm. what about kids that demonstrate a lot of talent, but they are not quite there yet? And how can their summer look like? What can be some pursuits that they can go after? And what other avenues can kids uh, do during the summer to make the most uh, of their break time, you know, like make it more productive. Yeah. So the uh, one thing I love, if you, if you have a teenager that is super talented in a certain area, but doesn't want to start a business and doesn't want to do all of that, um, look up nonprofit organizations that they can volunteer their time at their time and their talents. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they are really good at social media and creating social media graphics and posting on Instagram or whatever, and they just love doing that. And they think maybe they might want to do that for a career or as a job later or start a business down the road, but they aren't sure contact a nonprofit that either them or you and your family, like that your family is, is passionate about or really wanting to support I guarantee you all nonprofits would love to have a teenager managing their social media for them. Like there's, mm-hmm. that is such a huge gift um, for anybody. But so, and, and nonprofits and charitable organizations love that kind of thing and, and are really, really um, wanting to, to get that help um, and those talents from people. So that's one way to a get started at something. Um, if you're in the creative space, build a portfolio. So even for colleges, like even if you don't have a business, but you work for a charity or a nonprofit, and let's say you know you want to go to college and get a graphic design degree, 
when you're in high school working with a charity and, and managing their social media graphic designs or their website design or marketing or whatever it is, that's a great thing you can put on a college application to mm-hmm. show that, yeah, I've, I've really been passionate about this. Here's my talent. Here's what I've been doing um, to help my community, to support X, Y, and Z charity. And you're really doing good for the world. And, you know, you're also utilizing your talent and um, finding a passion um, that or cultivating a passion that you have to either help a group or an organization, um, but also doing something that you just really want to put out into the world so mm-hmm. without having to start a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, or spend time at the library and research on your passion more until you can feel comfortable, right? Yes. And all these, wall- any other um, avenues, anything that you do in terms of volunteering is also help them in, is going to help them in the future, yes. like you said, you know, even with your college and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So enhancing their breadth, why is it important even at a young age? What role does it play in their future? So I think that allowing your teenagers to try different things and experience different things on their own and either succeed or pivot, right? Mm-hmm. Change, it builds their confidence greatly, right? Because it, it reminds them that, oh, I can trust myself. I can trust my instincts. I can trust my talent trust my abilities because I didn't know that I could do this, but I tried it and I did it and it worked really, really well. Or it didn't turn out exactly like I wanted, but it made me think of this other thing and I pivoted and tried this other thing and it led me here, right? So building that confidence is huge. Do you think colleges and future employment, how do you think they view every stage of an individual? Uh, Do you think what they do at this stage matters a lot or it matters some, or it may not matter at all. What is, what is your take on that? I'm going to say, I think it depends. I personally think it matters a lot, but it matters in the sense of it depends on um, what it is you want to do in your future or you do in your future and how much of what you did as a teenager, you you share and you talk about, right? So if you are doing something as a teenager that you think might benefit you as an adult because you want to be a graphic designer or you want to be a filmmaker or you want to manufacture a product and you start now, that can influence and help your future self so greatly because because you're starting and learning now and you're figuring out who you are in this space, right? I think we can all, we all take from our experiences from our entire lives and it builds Mm -hmm. and it, it makes us who we become, right? And it, it makes us who we are um, as adults. So I think that anything that your teenagers and kids are doing now, it's going to build them into who they become. It may not be, it's definitely not going to be the only factor, but it will be an important factor in who they become. Um, Okay. Obviously we are not trying to advocate a Jack of all trades scenario here, Uh, but still, you know, like we are only talking from the standpoint of parents encouraging 
what were their teens bring to their fold and you know in terms of the ideas and uh whatever they want to do but somewhere along the lines are we trying to immerse ourselves all in an achievement culture i this is where i think that why well, i say it depends on future state right if what you do now is going to impact your future like i look at my son as an entrepreneur and he, so my my son who wants to be a filmmaker he is he has been hit hard with that achievement culture in high school because of you know he goes to cambridge high school which is an amazing high school i love them but he ap classes straight a student you know like he's he has had all that pressure of you need to do all these things to get into the college that you want to, in the university that you want to go to and you for four years he's worked his butt off to mom i need to remind you he has graduated from cambridge high school oh, you're you, right. you're still, <laughs> you're still you're still in that mode where right. kelly taylor still thinks alex taylor is going to cambridge you're right he graduated from cambridge oh it's still so fresh and new i can't i was i was just trying to uh, obviously you know like uh, bring reality to life but at the same time have some uh, yeah. you know yeah. uh, uh, lighter vein here yeah. so bring some lighter vein to the conversation yeah, yeah yes totally fine just go on with your thought okay so yeah so so he has graduated from cambridge and so he full on was immersed in that achievement culture and he felt it um when he was applying to schools and then he did not get accepted to his his top two picks out in california it was devastating it was heartbreaking because he had done everything and more that to check those boxes and to you know ensure that he could get in right and mm-hmm. and it 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 was just a crapshoot um it just it it didn't i don't want to say it didn't matter but he didn't get into his top school so we sat down and and i told him i said look honey for what you want to do you want to be a filmmaker and you want to direct films and you have already done that and you know that world i was like you don't need this and so many people are going to just probably stroke out when they hear me say this but i for him particular i was like you don't have to have a college degree to go do what you want to do there mm-hmm. steven spielberg i think dropped out of college very early on to go make his movies right like that's just one of many many examples um I said I was like I want you to have the college experience because I think you will love it and you'll get so much out of it and it'll be such a big part of your young adult life that I really want you to have it. I said but and and I know you've worked so hard for 4 years to achieve going to college and getting into college and doing that whole thing. I was like but you also want to be a filmmaker and the things that you've done entrepreneurial. I was like you very much could move out to LA not until August because I'm not ready. <laughs> until August, but I was like you could move out to LA and start working, get a job on a set and like really just start your life out there. You don't you particularly Alex Taylor does not have to go to college. Which was a big deal for his dad and I to say that because we always thought our kids would go to college and we are sucked into that achievement culture and all that. So he has chosen to go to school and he wants to go to college and he's not ready to just start his life. But mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs and people who just like 
people who are creatives or are passionate and big into sports and maybe super talented in sports and may get signed on from high school to pro. I don't, I'm not a sports person, so I don't even know if that actually is how that works, but I'm guessing maybe some people go. I guess, you know, the, the route is high school to um, collegiate, uh, whatever sport they play, like the NCAA divisions. And, you know, there's one, two, three in several sports. Right. So they take that route. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, I think that, um, again, kids who follow their passions, um, and if it's in the entrepreneurial world, you don't necessarily have to go to college or go get your master's or go to medical school or law school. So wrapped up in this achievement culture, like you talked about, you know, you, you don't have to do that because you're following it. I'll call it a non-traditional route, um, possibly. So as parents, that can be scary, right? Because like if your kid is, I mean, Alex in his he had, he and his friends had a podcast and they interviewed, um, this kid that graduated from high school, started a business. I think he might've gone to college, but I think he dropped out because his business took off and he made, I mean, a ton of money and his business became huge and he didn't need his college degree and he wanted to focus on his business. And that was a pivot he was wanting to make and willing to make. And he did, and it worked for him. So I think in this achievement culture, we look at it as like a failure if our kids don't graduate with honors from high school and then go to a college and then, you know, go on to do all these things. But with, you know, all I know is that with my son, I was like, I would not have looked at it as a failure if he had decided to move out to L.A. in August, maybe September and um, (laughs) and start his life and start his career. And but I guess it's uh, worth pointing out that. Um, you are so sure of what he's doing. And so it's important to have a concrete plan and uh, be solid about what you're doing. And then, you know, you can, you can just take, or you are able to, you know, make your decisions Mm -hmm. that still remain fruitful and productive. Right. And uh, um, yeah, uh, I guess the other question would be, how do you handle the peer pressure, ego and, whatnot, and then still make it a productive and collaborative effort if they choose to, you know, just have common ideas or one can help the other, you know, in terms of making, say, a certain idea better. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's whether it's in an entrepreneurial space or just a life space or friend zone or um, I mean, even in sports, right? Like you look, my daughter plays lacrosse. So you know, I look at, she's on the Cambridge varsity lacrosse team and I look at that team and there's all kinds of drama, but then there's all kinds of amazing stuff and support and, you know, just that team factor. Right. So I I do love that the aspect of, from an entrepreneurial perspective of collaboration and working with your friends or your peers or people who you really respect and who have talents that, are different, but complement your own. Because I think being an entrepreneur and a solo entrepreneur can be super, well, is super hard, but can be lonely too, because you're doing Mm -hmm. so much yourself and that can be hard on teenagers. So if you can um, find ways to bring in peers and friends or 
other people, um, you know, that you really like and admire and respect to help with your business, that can be really huge. And like Alex, for his two films that he produced, um, cast, crew, everyone involved in the production, they were all teenagers. Um, he didn't, uh, his dad and I were the only really two adults that we'd be on set late at night because there needed to be an adult somewhere on set because we were Uh out and about (laughs) in the world and there needed to be an adult there. Um, but they did everything and he loved doing that. And his friends loved being part of that whole thing. Um, be very diligent about only bringing in people that you really trust and not trust just because of their actions, but that you are compatible with, that you can collaborate with and that you respect and trust. And, and that really does help build your communication style, build your leadership style, um, which I also think is very valuable to, to have as a teenager um, and an entrepreneurial teenager. Okay. And as closing thoughts for parents and every listener here, Kelly, be it a student, be it adult, you know, trying to help improve the quality of life of a tween or teen, what can we highlight here? And as far as mentoring and resources for people that, like we discussed earlier, you know, they have an idea, but don't know how to go after it. Mm -hmm. So if we can just, you know, like cover all these aspects and that way, you know, like, I think people definitely would find that information very, very handy. Yeah. So I think that as a parent of a teenager who wants to put something out into the world or become an entrepreneur, the biggest things to remember are um, ask questions. Don't give advice unless warranted or or asked for. Um, Yeah, I can't emphasize that more. Not emphasize (laughs) that enough. Um, Offer support, which is emotional, which is knowledge, which is financial, you know, however you can offer your support, encourage and praise what they're doing. So, you know, let them know that you absolutely love all the things that they're doing, you know, buy their product, um, you know, check out all the things they're doing, follow them on social media, on their business social media accounts. So you can like and post and, you know, do all those things, make sure they're okay with you doing that. Cause sometimes the mom factor is a little weird and they may not like that. But, um, if they're okay with it, then share. And like, you know, us moms, we're all over Facebook, right? So share their business and that's how you can support as well. Um, so that's, I think the most important thing for parents of entrepreneurs, right? As a teenager, if you think you might be an entrepreneur and you want to get started, then first and foremost, go to Google and Google wherever you are in your journey. So if you have an idea and that's where you're starting and you know nothing else, then Google that idea and see if it's already out there. And if it is, don't give up and just find a way to put your personal unique spin on that idea. And then keep going, right? If you already have your idea and you know what you want to do and you have your business name and you have your website, but now you don't know what to do, then Google, how do I grow my business, right? Where do I go next? And just follow that path and read as much as you can, whether it's articles from, um, you know, just from online, whether it's books, 
um, whether it's blogs from other people who are doing what you're doing that you really value. I follow so many web designers, female web designers that I just love their designs. I love their business. I love everything about them. I follow them. I read all of their blogs. I, I learn so much about them. I'm kind of obsessed with their businesses because I just, I, I love that. And that's how much, I mean, even now I still do that. Um, join free webinars and free courses online. There's so many out there. So just all of that is free and you can do all of that during the summer. It's a great time to do it when you don't have schoolwork and you don't, you know, you can do it in between. If you have a summer job, you can do it in between your job. Um, but it is a great way to really get things going and get started. And by, as you said, start journaling, write everything down, come up with a plan, mm-hmm. map things out. Um, you may not even know how to map it out yet, but just write it down. And then you're going to slowly get organized and figure that out. And then you can start a business plan and then go from there. And, um, and, and, because there's so many elements of a business that and there's a little bit of, you need to do this first and the second, but not really. So it's just really where you are in your idea is where you need to start. Yeah. And then that helps uh, put a structure in and that way, you know, when school starts, you know, they are also able to balance both and, you know, you're able to segment and plan your time on what, you know, when you would do school, when you would do your sport, when you would do your business. Yes, that's huge. And I know we didn't talk about that. And I know we're wrapping up, but that is actually super important that it is hard to balance that and school. And with parents, that is one place that I actually do recommend you sort of stay on top of, because if your kids, if they're in high school and your kids' grades seem to fall, start to fall, if they aren't being social, if they're not doing the things that they used to do in a large scale because of the business, then you do need to jump in and sit down with them and say, hey, you know, unfortunately, high school is your number one job right now and you really need to get through it. And we need to figure out a plan to allow you to get through high school, but also do your business because it can take over, especially if they are as passionate about it as some kids are. That's all Mm -hmm. I want to do. So it, that is a very important conversation to have with your teenager before school starts uh, is okay. Where are you in your business? How do you plan to manage school and business and sports and after school job and whatever else you have going on? I need to know as your parent, what your plan is for that and how you're going to manage it, because that's what I'm going to be monitoring because I'm still your parent. I'm not going to mm-hmm. monitor your business. That's all you, but I need to monitor where you're spending your time and how you're spending your time and making sure that school is still a priority. Oh, yeah. I mean, staying hands off where we need to be, but then still being, keeping that structure intact. Yes. yes. And uh, just uh, being involved uh, 100% where we need to be and exercise our parental role, I think is highly significant. And you you really, you know, brought that out very, very nicely there. And as far as resources and mentoring, I think, you know, we talked about the webinars, the courses and such other, um, all the wonderful information and resources that one can find via Google. 
And it may also be worth pointing out that LinkedIn is a great resource for these entrepreneurs. And uh, that way you get to build your network and then you can find great mentors. You can learn from people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, I totally agree. All the blog posts and whatever, you know, like uh, any post, anything that other people do that are well established in their line of business Mm -hmm. and which may be pointers and which may help us anyone right yes uh learn from it i think it's definitely uh worth a shot worth going after and uh that way you get to build your network because networking is is the key it's crucial yeah. and it's uh, necessary for one to grow and coexist and support one another hey it takes a village right it takes so, a village. So right there, I think with those thoughts, I think, thank you so much, Kelly. That was a wonderful conversation. Uh, We'll definitely check back with you again in the future, but I'm sure so many teens, so many tweens, so many parents would find this very, very interesting and make the most of their summer. So enjoy yourself and get the most of your high school grad before he runs off to college. Oh, thank and, you so uh, much. Thanks for having me. I love talking about this topic and I loved being on your show. And yes, I will um, be hugging on my high school grad for the next couple months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here. To listeners, thanks so much for tuning in week after week. Follow me on Instagram at YP Kumar and for the podcast at Freshly Forever for constant updates. I will see you back again next week with yet another guest and yet another interesting topic. Until then, it's bye saying so long.